Hey, welcome back to another Indie Basketball Podcast. Today we're back going one-on-one, and we have the wonderful John Vanderslice to talk. Warriors, basketball, the music-making process, all the good stuff. Uh, It's a delight to talk to him, so I hope you guys enjoy. Vanderslice, thank you for coming on the podcast. Of course, yeah. Sorry, it took me so long to to, to wrangle me, man. I'm uh, I'm not that complicated, but my summers have been so busy that it's just like, I don't know, for me to do put anything in the calendar, such so such an ordeal for my brain, you know. I mean, it's summer. It's a, it's a nice time to be doing things. Uh, I get it. Oh, um, I know. But yeah, yeah, dude, thanks again for coming on. This is this is great. Uh, I think actually. Uh, one of many people I was, I think I was led to you from Nick Thorburn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, boy. Yeah. 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 He, uh, he loves basketball and he was w- happy to share all the friends that love basketball as well. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, Nick and I share a lot in common and definitely basketball is, is yeah. one we share in common for sure. Are you in LA? I live in LA. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure you, I've seen you've him seen him time. around. Yeah. <laughs> we see each other all the time. We, we, he just uh, announced his record release party mm-hmm. for next week. And it's one of those things, you know, he's a little, he's like, he runs a little late in announcing stuff, sure. which is, everyone's got their own, you know, psych cycle. And I was so pumped because the day was open. It was just one of those things. I was like, it's open. It's at a bar close to my house. It's like perfect ideal situation. Tapping. Yeah, we, my girlfriend and I, Maria, we love Nick. We 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 see Nick as often as we we can. Awesome. Yeah, he's he's a good dude, and it was. Um, we'll do a game later at the end of this, but he also did the same game, uh, and yeah. he he had a blast with it. So I'm I'm hoping yeah. you will as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, cool. So the I mean, before we talk a little bit of basketball, I like to talk some music first. Um, and one thing I like to ask people is what are you currently listening to? Oh, that's a good question. Well, we're doing, um, well, my girlfriend and I were doing MDMA tomorrow night with a bunch of people. And so we're working on this playlist and it's some pretty deep electronic music, but awesome. But before that, I will say that like, so I run pretty consistently and I think that when you need music for something like that, you it's kind of tough because it's got to be the right music. It has to be like it has to it has to like serve you and the Mm -hmm. tempo has to be right and the kind of content and the feeling has to be right. And it's like brutal today. So you kind of need as much encouragement as you can from music. And so for the past four or five days, I've been listening to um, this Brokel Social Scene record the self-titled one i think it's 2005 mm-hmm. i guess broken social scene but it's got that you've seen it. it's got that buildings and the reds yep. and man i it is i th- i think that my estimation of the record just keeps growing the more that i <laughs> listen to it the more i think about it and the more that i get inside of it in these runs where i'm just like listening to the song so closely it's a masterpiece yeah. i i 
think it's like an unbelievably interesting record. And it's kind of changing the way that I think about um, about music a little bit. It's It's been amazing. So, and let me read, oh, this, do you know Saya Gray? Have you ever heard of her? She's like a UK singer. I have not. And I, I love when people bring the wreck. So always happy to hear. I think this is an interesting record. It's called QRT, like the Q-R-E-R-T-Y. Okay. Came out this year. Um, 2023. I think I think it's on Domino, but no, maybe it's self-release. But she's very interesting UK weirdo, kind of in the same realm as like Jockstrap and Sorry, more like electronic okay. pop stuff. Um, and then let me let me read some of this electronic stuff. So we've got, I don't know, my girlfriend's better than me about like curating new electronic music, <laughs> but like. I mean, Ludwig, AF, Florist, Logic 1000, Mount Kimby over Mono, Bicep, Kenny Larkin, Larkin, LS1, Housing Authority. I mean, the Fortet, Blawan. I mean, it's all over the, the place. I love it. It's all, yeah, Sophie, <laughs> Paul Super, Caribou, Fortet, like Ross from Friends, Arca, a lot mm-hmm. of Arca on this list, Ann Avrin, Jockstrap, uh, mode selector postage so those that's what we have in store for tomorrow night i listen to a lot of electronic music in general yeah and then it's awesome and then rap and that's about yeah. it <laughs> yeah I, I uh so you said florist a big fan of florist yeah yeah it's really yeah. really interesting stuff um <laughs> and so you you said you're you're really big in electronic stuff lately and i feel like in terms of the music you make i feel like that's kind of where you've skewed in the past yeah. few years um and especially going back to your early stuff where it was more singer, songwriter, acoustic led, um, and even back to MK Ultra when it was very grungy. You've you've had a lot of styles. And I guess is how is how do you feel your styles evolved over time? Is it based on like just kind of what you're into at the moment or Yeah, I think it's it's one hundred percent like what I got upset, what the music I got obsessed with. And I, there's always a long lag time. Mm-hmm. You know, I started listening to like more electronic music in maybe 2017 and it just took a couple years to kind of sink in yeah and like i like songwriting i mean honestly like part of the shift was that songwriting is tiring Mm -hmm. it's like really it's kind of a little bit boring because it's it's not (laughs) that it's harder everything is impossible right to make good music is fucking impossible but like Mm -hmm. it's so much work to write a song to like to write lyrics and to figure out a melody line and then just structure it where it works and flows and then you can play it on electric acoustic guitar electric guitar or Mm -hmm. piano and then to record it it's so much more delicate in a way than just like improving electronic music you know which is like much more feel based and like i mean i think that as long as you're um really sorry i had my ring run for you but i'm gonna kill it now um as long (laughs) as you're like consciously kind of like i don't know trying to get better you get a flow that is it's simply like more efficient than writing a song. I don't know. It's like, I like songs, but they're man. It's probably like if someone was like writing short stories and then they got into writing poetry, like short form poetry. And they're just like, I kind of like this. I don't want to work on something for a month or two months, (laughs) months, you know? And like, I think that maybe my attention span, like everyone else's has decreased, I like sure. also I like songs that are a minute, a minute and a half. Right. Something about when you work on a narrative and a and like a proper song that mm-hmm. like 
you're like, well, this took six months, so I'm going to stretch yeah. this shit out. And like, I don't know, I'm, I, I have skewed 100% towards like more improvisational and more electronic. Sure. I like just the glitchy sounds make sense to me right now. Like, totally. And I guess in, in terms of when you're making music, are you, are you super critical about it? Or are you just kind of like make as much as you can? Well, I think that like, I think it's the same issue that most people have. Like I'm self-hating, you know, like yeah. to a certain degree, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I definitely don't, I don't record and then play stuff back and like start weeping like, oh my God, right. I'm, I'm like, I've done it. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. I'm like, I'm more like, damn it. I'm getting closer. One day I'm going to figure something out. You know, mm. like I, like I, you know, I listen, I'm not stupid. If you're listening to Arca and then you go into a room with a, with a mono machine and then you play it and it, if it sounds like Arca, you're high. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and if it doesn't, then you got to keep working, you know? Right, and like, right. So, but I don't know. I love, I've been chasing that shit my whole life. I don't have, like I used to, when I was in my twenties, I would have like a month where I would be so depressed I couldn't record. And I, mm -hmm. I mean, if I'm down now, it's like for like three minutes and I'm just <laughs> like, let's do it. Let's go. So I, I don't know. I love the challenge. I mean, I think that I always wonder, have I gotten dumber or, or like worse with music or <laughs> less courageous? I don't know. I have no clue, but like, I don't know. I like my last record. I can listen yeah. to it. it. makes me happy. So that's great. That's really all I can ask for. Right. Like 100%. I think in some ways I have a very uncomplicated relationship with creativity. I'm just like, I did my best this month. Right. Another record in two months, you know? I mean, that's that's an amazing way to go about it, for sure. Um, I guess when you, uh, when since you have been more in this electronic analog realm, do you, do you just go right into it, or are you starting it with, like, acoustic stuff, or is both? I usually go right into it. I, yeah. I have, like, gotten, I've really gotten, I've gotten obsessed with, like, the electron mono machine and the machine mm -hmm. drum, like, early 2000s Swedish kind of like industrial electronic music yeah. boxes you know for lack of a better word and right and do you know have you ever had any experience with those things or like absolutely not <laughs> they're wild i mean they're they're i think the mono machine especially was just like it really feel it felt like a total failure when it came out i mean okay. i must have felt like a failure to people because it's <laughs> it's the most menu heavy just clunky strange and kind of like i think just think from a visual perspective it looks ridiculous it's too <laughs> small it just doesn't you know like music people are very visual you know that's mm -hmm. why all this chasing of like vintage gear goes on forever you know totally and i don't know i, I got them right before the but both because of sophie and arca who i i'm like really obsessed with but like i got them right before covid and i think that without covid shutting everything down I wouldn't have had the time or the patience to learn them. Yeah. And man, I just got so deep. I was like updating the, I was updating the operating system with like, they have like new, like basically open source operating systems that like weirdos have written. Sure. And you know, it's like the X operating system and you have to like, it's like a Sizzix protocol and it's <laughs> ridiculous. And like, I got so into it that like, I'm proud of myself because like three years ago, I couldn't have done any. I just didn't have sure. a mind to understand any of this stuff. And I feel like I'm like a little bit better about it. I mean, so, yeah. When you dedicate the time, especially yeah during pandemic COVID stuff, everyone had the time. 
everyone at the and there's no way I could do it now. I just right. couldn't. You know? Well, judging behind you, you have lots of uh, toys yeah. that you kind of have been figuring yeah. out. It seems. Yeah, and when I use when I have something, I use it. It's like I'm here every single day. You know, that's awesome. That's great. Um, but yeah, that, that's awesome. You have any like kind of shows coming up or things like that? I do. Well, yeah, I'm like really weird with shows. Like <laughs> I, I almost play like never, and I really enjoy like. I like I'm first off, I'm not big enough really to play that much. So it doesn't okay. it doesn't it's great. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Like, <laughs> touring is, you know, and I think that like there is a very uncomfortable middle for a lot of musicians. Like I think that you better get famous real fast mm -hmm. and you better get into like playing theaters or you're going to have unless you're just like a straight up alcoholic, you're going to have a miserable time like touring <laughs> yeah. clubs all the time because it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think uh, something we've we have also realized during the pandemic and coming out of that is that it is very unaffordable for smaller bands to tour. It's always been a scam, but it's like a double scam now. Yeah. Crazy. The money, the cuts that bands are enduring. I mean, Nick from and uh, from Islands, we were just talking about this the other day about like the fixes in, man. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like Live Nation owns a lot. They bought Ugh. a lot of 200 cap rooms like this is new. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the fucking narcs are at the party, man. You know what I mean? Like it's every industry too. You know, it's like I've been I've been trying to buy a house, and it's like Manzillo's bought up everything. So I know it's a and it's a fucking scam. Top it's to awful. bottom, it's all a racket, and it's all yeah. Zillow is a scam. Like, don't we have antitrust laws? Like, what the yeah. fuck, man? Like, it's are, wild. Supposed to be protected just to some degree, you know? And like, you would think so, yeah. And that's why I just don't believe in any, I'm like become a total like lawless nihilist, you know, like just, we would steal from Whole Foods, Home Depot, do your right. thing, like do drugs, like have fun. Hell yeah. stuff, you know? like, so I, I think it's weird because Marie and I rented, we bought like a teak uh, table for the backyard because we have mm -hmm. dinner all the time. And we rented a U-Haul van and it was the first time that I was in like a Chevy Express van in like 10 years. And it was fucking wild to like think about like how I barely made it work. You know, mm -hmm. I stopped touring in 2013, essentially like I was touring at that time as like a trio. We didn't have a, a trailer anymore, but a couple of years before I was towing a trailer. Okay. We had like you know, my peak, we were like a quintet with a front of house person, mm -hmm. so six people on the roads. So you got payroll for five people. You've got a trailer and you've got a Chevy van payment. Mm -hmm. You know, I think mine was like five sixty eight a month. And but the crazy thing is that we rented this van and we just drove from like one. We live in historic Filipino town. We drove south like 11 miles <laughs> Man, I'm not kidding you. We put in like $25 of gas into this thing. <laughs> and I'm thinking about a van filled with gear and band members driving around this fucking country. Like, there's no way that your trust fund isn't being evaporated or that you're not just doing shit, crazy shit for ego stuff. You know? $5 a gallon every, you know, not even not every state basically you go through, you got to do it. And the, the tank's huge. I mean, yeah. it's like you could you could be 130 bucks to fill up. And so it's just like there's no way. Bands are, are fucked. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. But yeah, yeah, no more touring. But, but oh, you, but I'm, go ahead. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? 
I was just saying, but you play music to make yourself happy, and that's really oh, that's hell, great. Well, I, I do Insta live shows because they're free for everyone, and they're yeah. just stupid. You know, it's like why not? But I am playing a show at the Torrance Library in November. I don't, I forget awesome. the date. I think November second. So I'm playing like a Sunday show at a Torrance Library for kids. Yeah, just, that's great. Oh, I love that shit. And they and then they're paying me four hundred bucks. I'm just like <laughs> perfect. <"Hell> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's amazing. Um, well, cool, man. And I guess, you know, segueing from there, other things that bring us joy is the other half of this is basketball. Yeah. Uh, so you said you're a Warriors fan. Yeah, I am. Primarily. I am primarily. I do think there's a couple caveats I would say is that I generally don't, I don't like, um, like nationalism. I don't like, um, kind of homerism i don't yeah. like the idea of like someone thinking that because they live in a region that they they say like well we we drafted really well this year and it's like wait we like <laughs> uh, so I, there's a certain type of warriors fan that's like very toxic and yeah. uh, and irritating and i i there's so many the idea okay the thing that's crazy to me and tell me if you feel this way like I've only seen three basketball games live and like one of them um, was a Warriors game. Mm -hmm. And the thing that like gets me is that like when the opposing team misses a free throw and then people applaud to me, that is like the mark of psychotic, <laughs> completely toxic behavior. Do you know right. what I mean? Like I'm not rooting against this fucking guy. I'm rooting for my, the team that I'm identifying totally. with. At that moment, to just play a little bit more crafty. These are all right. geniuses. They're all amazing people. They're we. They should be treated with respect. The person that you think is your is your demonic like, you know, like leveler could be mm -hmm. on your team in six weeks. Like you right. know, no loyalty, and it's like it's all good either way. These are beautiful people that need to be celebrated. When the Warriors were playing Sacramento, I was like, I love Sacramento. Oh man, that series them. was fantastic. It was great, and I've always loved Sac. I'm, yeah. I don't against anybody man i there's people i honestly i hated kobe so much i can't even express how much yeah i like there's certain players that like to me they just are like the wrong type of player it's like more okay. of like hero ball players mm -hmm. so kobe definitely got do you do you not like a jimmy butler jimmy's different you know oh, i think that jimmy he is elevates, different he's different he elevates a lot of people he plays with but man True. what's wrong is aaron gordon was his fucking kryptonite, man. If you look at the numbers of Jimmy shooting against Aaron Gordon, like Aaron Gordon, by the way, he'll he'll make an appearance on our musicians in our, our basketball musicians. Okay. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um but Aaron Gordon, first off, if the Warriors had Aaron Gordon, they probably would have won the ring. Yeah. Fucking, this I mean, he he blossoms. Like I feel like when he got drafted by Orlando, everyone thought he was like, oh, he's a good dunker. But like he really stepped up his defense once he went to Denver. He's like the ideal play. He's that yeah. He's that Malik Rose. You know what I mean? It's like, oh man, deep cut. This, right? You have to have this type of player. You will lose because the Warriors had David West, and they that was a big part of that. You have to have that player. You've mm -hmm. got to have that role filled. And if you don't look at the Warriors could never figure out. They were so they they played this positionless basketball for a while that really worked. And then all yeah. it takes is for you to not have 
Bielika or whatever his name is, like a couple, just a couple people getting injured, JaVale. Right. I mean, just like losing one or two people as that like second unit big man that's flexible, that cannot get busted in a pick and roll. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like every championship team has that that defensive presence role player. And even though he's not a big, like when I think to like the Bucks, like PJ Tucker was huge for that team. You can't win. You won't win without that player. Do you yeah, know what I mean? You absolutely. You will not. It won't happen. And it's like, that's why players like there's like players like Harden, for instance, that like they ne- I was just like, you'll never win with him. No. It's never going to happen. You can't have a like Jordan Poole. You can't have a what do they try? Like a traffic cone. You cannot yeah. have a player on the court. That's, it's so toxic. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's could you imagine how angry you'd be to watch someone like do a, a swipe down at the ball and stand oh, yeah. still? You'd like so you, you are if you are a Warriors fan and you don't like hero ball, there are lots of hero ball players on the Warriors. <laughs> I know, but but some of them are like some of the best players, that right? Are. Like Steph's the best three point shooter in history, so but, but also Steph makes people better around yes, him. You know, he does. I mean, the, I think the thing that I don't like about hero ball is like the stickiness, the isolation. Mm-hmm. And like the Warriors would do this thing where they would have like they would count the number of passes and it'd be like, I don't know what the average is, but it would be like 300. And it would be yeah. like, like, so I like the Democratic ball. I mm-hmm. like when you're setting up people. You're you're like you're you're making everyone blossom around you. I and that's 100 percent uh, something Kerr learned from San Antonio. Like, I mean, there's San Antonio dashed my dreams for decades. Yeah. So it's like. Come on, that that pop, that pop shit. That's the real shit. That's the longer the longer we have pop in the league, the the better the league is. I just holding on as long as you can. It's not even like LeBron. It's like I don't need pop to stay in the league. Not LeBron. I know. I agree because he got Wemby right, didn't he? He didn't did, for, and that I mean, could be huge for him. Huge for huge. Wemby, not for Pop. Like that could be Very huge for. Could make his career so good. I know. Uh, super exciting. Um do you have like some some vivid Warriors memories? I mean, like, were you, did you grow up rooting for them? No, I I grew up actually. My first love was the Kings. Oh, my, fir- my first great love was the Sacramento Kings, and I was living in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and and like also, you know, the the AK Ford, the Karolinko uh, 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 Jazz. Like, there's a yeah. lot of teams that I like. The when West was on the was on. The Hornets, like there's there's a lot of teams I tended to like gravitate towards like very democratic defense heavy teams, mm-hmm. you know, and like and San, those San Antonio's teams were like that too, you know, where yeah. like everyone could kill you, you know what I mean? Like, and the the Kings were just like built different. Like that was the yeah. first like, high octane, almost like um they, you know. Don Nelson, he was ahead of the curve, man. Like mm-hmm. he, he gave a lot to Kerr too. Like you know, which Eric Kings are you referring to? Like the t- when they fire under ten seconds. Okay, you know? yeah. So, you know, so you've got like, you've got like, um, Doug Christie. Yeah. You, oh God. You know, right? Like, C-Web, you know, yeah. Yeah, Web Stojakovic, and you've got you know like that whole crew. And yeah. this is why I hate Kobe really because it was oh, of the- course. Getting destroyed by the Lakers year after year after year, 
And I remember when Shaq called them the the, the Sacramento Queens. And I was like, first off, this is gender shaming. Yeah, this right. What? Shit. Like, fuck this. And like, Shaq's a cop anyways. You know, he's about <laughs> to beat heads as a sheriff, you know. He's DJing Shaq, at Lollapalooza, like whatever. Yeah. And he is actually a shit. I think he's an honorary I, shit. I think I saw that as well. Yeah. He's a it's total. Hilarious. Um, but he, but like he and Kobe um, would just murder the, and I loved the Kings. They were just, I like underdogs, you mm-hmm. know, and of course the warrior, you know, I, I mean, I was definitely watching the warriors when they were horrible. Yeah. And I would still like them. I sure. like, basketball. you know what I mean? I like, I just don't like Every team, like I like every game, every team, it's all good. There's Hell very yeah. few teams that I don't enjoy watching, but like to watch the Warriors come online was wild, man. Mm-hmm. That was I, really, yeah, totally. And I really love too, like, I think this is kind of what you're talking about is like when teams have like a cultural moment, like the We Believe team, like, ah, oh. it was unfucking believable, man. It was incredible. And I'll always love Baron Davis just for that team alone. I know. And there's videos of him like like uh rollerblading and like playing hoops. You know, he was just a cool dude. Yeah, yeah Baron Davis was amazing. Totally. Uh you've been you've been dropping some some deep cut players. And I, I now this makes me curious. Have you played any of the the like Immaculate Grid type game like puzzles? No. What are those? Okay, so it's I'm, I'm very tempted to like pull one up and just like do one yeah. with you right now. Yeah. I'm gonna do let's it. Do it. I don't even know how this is gonna work out, but let's let's try it out. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically like a, it's kind of like a, a wordle type puzzle. Yeah, but it's teams and stats. Yeah, let's try it out. Can you can okay. you see this? Yeah. Yep. So you have to like who's a player who played for the Jazz and the Hawks? Oh shit! This that sort of thing. Hard. It's it is really hard because like oh my god I've had moments the limits of of my abilities here it's very difficult but you know (laughs) ten rebounds a game in a season I feel like Hawks Timberwolves Garnett there's because there's a a whole other level of like trying to get like rare like rare okay how about Hakeem Olajuwon for Houston Rockets ten totally hundred percent yeah forty one percent picked. Okay, so then I need to f- Rockets Spurs. Oh, uh, player or t- um, okay, Garnett with Timberwolves rebound. for ten rebounds. Yep, that's that's solid one. Hey, damn it! I and I don't even know who. Speaking of, talking. you know, we we just talked about someone on on a in a game. How about Robert Ori for Spurs Rockets? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, Ori. There you go. I love it. Okay, and then who's on the the jazz? Your, your jazz. You got your jazz that you love, man. Love it. But so they had to play on both teams. Yeah, which is very difficult because you get these journeymen who are like on a team for one year, and it's like I can't remember you being on this team. I remember Houston Rockets, Utah Jazz. So we've got Rockets. Um, Rockets, Jazz. Um. That's a tough one. I mean, well, Spurs Hawks. There's a current player that just got traded. Not just got traded, but DeJounte Murray. Wow. Shit. Damn, I didn't know that. Um, Hawks, 10 rebounds. Who's like been who's a center for, for the Hawks in any era? I don't know. Well, we got I, Matumbo. Never, okay. Put put Matumbo in. 
I, I can't remember if Horford ever get got ten for the Hawks either. Okay, there good. Go. Nice. So then, okay, so. And that's the thing. So you get four guesses. So you get nine total guesses, and if you get one wrong, you don't get to fill the whole grid up. You know. Yeah. Uh. Here's a deep cut. Tom Gugliotta. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's tough with the Jazz too because I feel like a lot of those guys played for the state, like like Stockton, Malone, Hornacek. Yeah, they didn't really yeah, play for many other teams. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is tough. Did Boris Dia play for the Timberwolves? I don't think so. Did he play for the Jazz? Let's try Boris Dia. Oh my God! Wow, damn, that was great. <laughs> wow. Shit. The other two, I'm at a loss for. Yeah. Damn it. I'm gonna give up on this one though, but. It gives you a score at the end. It shows you oh. who's the most popular guesses. Oh, go, oh, wow, Gobert, of course. It's it is so addicting though. It's yeah, it's creepy. such a fun time. Quinn Capella, wow, amazing, love it. Yeah, <laughs> if for I the me, you know, me and my brothers go back and forth. Just like it's like just fun to name obscure players. <laughs> yeah. Well, also they've given you joy. You know, it's like Absolutely. I think about these players, and I really. I love Dial. Like he mm -hmm. is so fun to watch, and like that's why I don't. I don't understand the rooting against stuff. It's like, yeah, it's just so. I I never understood it. Like I as like a general sports fan, like I'm also a baseball, a big baseball fan, and like if another team hits a home run against me, some people like flip out, and I'm just like, oh well, that stinks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's okay, and it's like the idea is not that you want to like maim your opponent. The idea yeah. is that. You're identifying the team that should be playing well to win. That's right. the same reason why I never understood getting worried about refs. It's just yeah. like, you know, if you're that close, oh, you want to meet my girlfriend? Maria, get in here. <laughs> She's walking by. She's getting cherries from the cherry tomatoes from the garden. Oh, nice. Maria Brand, get in here. This is Maria Brand, everyone. Hello. Pleasure to meet you. Maria, we're talking <laughs> about basketball. <laughs> It's John's favorite subject. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's why. That's why we got him on here. <laughs> so good. Pleasure to meet you. All right, bye, Maria. I'm gonna go get tomatoes. All right, I love you, my dearest. Uh, we're making dinner for friends tonight, and oh, awesome! Yeah, very cool. Sounds sounds amazing. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I guess in in back to your basketball fandom, um. And with, you know, Nick, kind of the one who introduced me to you, uh, yeah. are there any other musicians that you've toured with that you feel like you've bonded over basketball with? Wow. That's, I mean, honestly, it feels like most people, um, like musicians, like, like basketball a lot more than people yeah. think. You know what I mean? It's like a very, because basketball is like a band. It's very similar. The yeah. structure, the rhythms, the kind of internalized telepathic communications, it's very I always tell people if they're like they don't understand the appeal of of basketball. I'm just like, think about those Miles quintets, like how mm -hmm. much they communicate, how much better they got playing with each other, how they communicated and how the dribbling is like a rhythm. There's a rhythm to all moves, all plays, leading someone with a pass, you know, like telegraphing a melody or rhythm like it's all there. You know? Absolutely. So, and it's um, it's it's such an intimate sport too because there's only five people on you know on the court at a time. So intimate, and every 
player really matters. Like, yeah, you can't absolutely. Hide a weak link on on a team, you know. Totally. And if you're um, in a series, you'll get murdered if you have a weak link because they'll just hunt him out, you know. Definitely. Um, but like you said, so the the other thing I think that connects a lot of musicians too is like there's a level of nostalgia with like basketball. I think more than a lot of sports. Yeah. Where like I mean, at least in in terms of like. What I've realized is a lot of people are like they played sports, you know, when they were younger and then they reached this point like around high school where they're like, I'm going to decide if I'm going to keep playing sports or if, oh, I got yeah. I got into music. So, like, I'm not going to play sports anymore, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's very interesting that that love for basketball just never goes away. Never goes away. I mi- I really miss playing it, actually. Yeah. I just I never play. I Nick plays it, but I never mm-hmm. play. When's the last time you think you played? Other than shooting around, I've shot around a lot, but other yeah. than shooting around 10 years ago, yeah. which is crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely like a 100% runner. Like I just run. Nice. That's you awesome. Know? Yeah. I feel like I've even seen like, like, uh, Malcolmus is always doing Instagram lives, like shooting around. Like it's crazy. I love, I love it. Yeah. He's a big basketball fan. Um, so like you mentioned about, uh, you know, the chemistry and even earlier, let's, let's, let's do that little, that little game portion. Let's build a band out of, out oh, of yeah. basketball players. Oh, yeah. oh, and just really quickly, one person that I think would be really good is Liz from True Anon podcast. Oh, okay. I think Liz would be amazing because Liz is, has deep, very, very, um, like highly intellectual knowledge about basketball. Oh, awesome. Um, so I think that that was, yeah, she would be, I don't know if you know that podcast, but they're okay. incredible. And Liz is awesome, man. Oh, sweet. And they're, they're legendary. I mean, they're, yeah, yeah. they're, they're, Liz is incredible. So tell me if you want me to put you in, in the thread and I'll, 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 I'll get you looped up. Yeah, that would so be I great. She's really amazing. And yeah. she, she has good takes on, she has like very smart and uh, I like highly original takes about players mm-hmm. that she'll throw down on the pod. It'll be about like whatever Bay of Pigs or something, and she'll <laughs> throw something in, and I'll be like, "Damn it, man! That's like advanced knowledge." You that's know, amazing. Uh, yeah, I think one of the more like statistically thinking like uh, people I've had on was, um, you know, the band Small Black. Have you heard them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had Josh on from Small Black, and he's he yeah. he knows his stuff, man. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I we did we it. did a mock draft. It was really fun. I love um, it. That's great. All right, but so yeah, let's let's build a band okay, out of musicians. Out of uh, sorry, build okay. a band out of NBA players. Yeah. So, so as many instruments as, as you want, like you know, we're we're really crafting from. The style, the instrumentation, whatever, whatever yeah. you got, let's craft your band up. Well, the what I would like is I want to have like JaVale McGee is my number one pick because JaVale is like a legitimately good producer. Mm-hmm. And JaVale, JaVale got such a short shrift. I mean, he has two or three rings, so he's like doing great. True. But like he... I mean, he's a producer on. I don't know if you know this song. It's called "Prodded a Bang." It's a, it's a Young Thug song. He was JaVale, nominated for a Grammy, wasn't he? He's he's really good. And That's if you crazy. listen, to, you listen to that Young Thug song, and you listen to to Javale's own music, you see, you can actually hear that. Like, he's actually a good producer. And I think what's interesting in the NBA is like that. There's a lot of like, you know, like Dame Dollar. It's like. 
who I don't think is very good. Like, I think that there's like a lot of bad rappers in, yeah. in like, of course, because rapping is fucking hard. You know what I mean? It's like, Metal there's World a lot piece, of bad. Yeah. 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 And there's like a lot of bad basketball players who aren't in the NBA. It's just like, yeah. it follows. You know what I mean, like you are rewarded by being obsessed with something all day long, every day. And, but I think that like JaVale would be number one. Okay. For me. So are you, are you actually building with people in the NBA who actually make music? Yes. I love oh, that. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah. Cuz cuz the initial like intent absolutely. is like like if if James Harden would be on bass and like what because of the way he plays oh. this is what it sounds like. But I love oh. this take on it and I want to hear this. Yeah. So it's going to be like producers and it's going to be like rappers. So Great. the first rapper that I would pull in/producer slash producer is Amon Shumpert. Who and he's like I think he's a cut above a lot of um of other uh of other rappers in the nba okay i think he's just he's just a little weirder he's listening to weirder totally. stuff and he's just working with like more um savvy producers it's a little mm-hmm. bit more refined um and also honestly it's not he's not the greatest but he's <laughs> like he actually has interesting people on his songs aaron okay. gordon it's oh, like not bad at all. all right. So I would so we've got JaVale as the producer. I definitely like co-produce with JaVale. I'll be in there doing <laughs> whatever he allows me to do. Then we've got Amon. Um, and then uh oh, and then someone who's not good, but is there for the freak factor, Kyrie. Because ah. Kyrie sings and Kyrie's insane. So you could get Kyrie just for pure flavor. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, sing crazy shit, say crazy shit. Absolutely. You know, it's like gotta have the wild card. Gotta have the wild card. <laughs> so I think that, that would be like my idea. Like I'm on Aaron Gordon, Kyrie, JaVale. And then I think that there's a lot of other ho- high pro- profile rappers that I think are really, truly terrible. I mean, it disrespects how good rap is to think that they're good, you know? Damn. I'd love to hear it though. Uh, you know who now that we were actually, you know, talking about musicians who play basketball, um yeah. you know who can actually sing is someone who brought up on the podcast before is Victor Oladipo. Oh interesting. Yeah. He, he can he has some pipes, man. He can actually oh, sing. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. I saw when I was researching this, when I was re- I was I misunderstood the directive, but I was researching <laughs> And I saw Victor Oladipo in this list of like basketball players of talent. And I just like forgot to like hit the, the YouTube video. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can sing pretty well. Didn't he leave some serious money on the table? He sure did. And along with a lot of people in the past few years, you know, Dennis Schroeder gets, gets a lot of attention for that one. Like an $81 million (laughs) thing. He didn't take it. It's like, and then he ended up signing for what? Like 12 million or something like that. Oh my God. Come on, you got to know when to take the cash. I think he's doing okay, though. I think he's all right. No. <laughs> or st- or stick or simply just like go. Uh, if I were a player, I would just simply be like ring only. I would I would take the veteran minimum. I don't yeah. fucking care about the money. Just get me a ring. That's all I would it, care about. Iguodala. Yeah. So Iguodala, he's like I don't I don't care what I make. Let me let me be a role player on your team. Oh, he, he changed the Warriors. He he yeah. won. He was a huge component. He did. I love too that he he like called out the Warriors in his book and then left and then came back. <laughs> Wait, what, what did he, what did he say in his book? I feel like I I remember reading something in the book like there was like a a 
it was very minor, but it was like a weird thing about the culture when he was when he was with the, the early Warriors team. Oh. Uh, but then I, I think it kind of course corrected, and he came back, and he's like, wow. "Let's do this again." Wow, yeah, because he's kind of like a like a bench coach now, you know, which is like great. Totally. Awesome. I love I love bringing the the actual talent from the NBA. Yeah. So yeah. so thank you for that. That was great. Yeah. Um, but that's that's about all I got. It was it's been a pleasure talking basketball and music with you, great. man. I I loved it. I I had a great time. Email me if you want me to loop you in with Liz. I, and, totally. and listen to a you know Trunon app and and like yeah. you know and she's I think she's a flat out genius. So. Awesome. Absolutely will do. So that's going to do it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with John Vanderslice. Um, be sure to check him out if you're in the LA area for those local shows uh, and check out all of his music. Um, but it was wonderful talking with him. Hope you guys liked it. Um, want to remind you all, we still do have some of those Godspeed You Black Emperor shirts in the shop at IndieBasketball.com. I want to thank all our amazing Patreon supporters. Um, if you want to support on Patreon, we're at Patreon.com slash IndieBasketball. We got to get some more of those half-court sessions made. Uh, keep your eye out for one coming soon. Thanks. <laughs>